And is the Cougar football offense back on track? Does BYU have a top 25 defense? What's reality? And what's in dreamland for BYU football right now? Plus, BYU linebacker Max Dooley will preview the Arkansas game and tells us why the defense will be playing with a chip on their shoulder. Like Doritos? Mm-hmm. Plus, we'll get to know the foe today. Woo Pig Suey! And women's volleyball stars Aaron Livingston and Kamile Hiapo are in studio to preview the matchup with that team up north. Ooh. Rise and shout! There you go. There you go. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter it. of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, September 13th, there will be no Woo Pig Suey. No, 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 no. But we will... T- <laughs> Rise and show. I am Spencer Linton alongside a man who once upon a time on this show was bald. In fact, it was a part of the show, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, maybe people forget. I don't forget. Um, The people that saw me will never forget. Yeah, this happened in 2015. It is a national baldest beautiful day. Okay. So props to all my homies. Like, Spence, when you get a scooter, you notice all the scooters a Mm -hmm. little more. When When you get an electric vehicle like you have now, you probably notice the electric vehicles more often. Um... When I, when, I went, uh, when I went bald, I noticed way more bald people. Sure. And I was like, oh, all the, we didn't have to do our hair today, people. Um, now it's a process. You know, I got the blow dryer and the cream or whatever. Like, it's, wow. a, it's a deal. Blow dryer for blow, you. That's how you get the volume, bro. That's how you get the volume. All right. Otherwise, it's just going to lay flat. But that was uh, my worst look by far. But there are much better looking bald people around. I, I would submit that Hans Olsen has been a tremendous addition yes. to the bald brethren. Um, Somewhere he, Jonathan Tavernar is like, hey, what about me? <laughs> well, that's typical JT, um, <laughs> which, which we love JT. He's great. Um, but, yeah, bald is beautiful. Day. Do you have, like, a favorite uh, kind of bald BYU person? Well, I, so some people are like, hey, what about Mark Pope? And I'm like, Mark, I don't think he Mark Pope. It. He He bicks his head. That like, is, that he is can a, grow out hair. It's big when you're, like, you take it down with a razor, right? Yes. Like he's he's still shaving. Yes. I would yes. say he's still shaving. So I don't think Mark. When I say shave, I don't mean like all the way down. And technically, you didn't qualify for that. But no. for the sake of just throwing up your shaved head one more time on national television, we, we made an exception. We made an excuse. I would also submit the following. Wally Sorry, jo- did you How about Wally Joyner? Wally Joyner. Yeah. Yes, Bishop Angel. If you if you know, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> From the singles award. I would also submit this. Yesterday, uh, you know, I took show off, uh, um, and and I was hanging out with the U.S. A rugby team. They're called the Eagles. Okay. I hung out with a bald eagle yesterday. An actual there bald was a, eagle. They brought it. Here it is. Here's my picture. They brought a bald eagle to the practice. It was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I've never been that close to one. It was the eagle with the eagles. Is there anything that generates more just innate American pride than a bald eagle? I know. Thomas Tuavau, who's a member of the church um, <laughs> on the USA rugby team, he, he goes, dude, that's an eagle. And I go, let freedom ring, baby. Let's go. <laughs> bald is beautiful. Bald is beautiful. Especially Absolutely. in that case. Hey, Greg, shout out to Greg. We love Greg. And we love Greg Rebell. Greg Rebell. Yeah. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Patty Hecker going over the top. Lassiter to the end zone. This fires downfield. Touchdown, Chase Roberts. 2-0 BYU football, two wins, two games, and now two game-worthy games worthy of film to look at, Jerem, to determine what the heck this BYU football team is, yeah. how much do we really know, and frankly, I think we're still all unsure about a number of aspects, but in, we're calling this the inception game. 
Jerem. Okay, yeah. we're gonna play the Inception game yep. today to see what we really feel like we know about BYU. What is reality? Okay, you know what? What you, when you spin the top? What actually? Like, it, does the was spin it wobbling or not? Over, yeah. or does it just spin forever? Mm -hmm. And what is essentially in Dreamland? Yeah. Okay, and how far down are we? How many on the beach? How many? Well, how many levels do you have to go to reach certain things that BYU fans yeah. believe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 10 win season. That's probably three levels down right Anyone now. Anyone saying that? Okay, that's what? probably three no. levels down. Get out of here. Okay, so what is reality and what's a dream for BYU football beginning with this? A statement, mm. you tell me. Yeah. BYU's offense is back on track. Uh, it's hard to know because of the opponents. Like, I, I think um, we don't know whether that's real or not. Like, what we saw against SEU, it's hard to imagine that that's exactly how BYU is going to perform against, say, Arkansas or Kansas or Cincinnati or Texas or whatever. Certainly, that is the worst opponent on the schedule for BYU. I did love, however, the explosive nature of BYU's offense, especially in the pass game, as you guys mentioned yesterday. And if you watched Coordinator's Corner, Aaron Roderick was uh, super obvious about, hey, they put two safeties within seven yards of the box. We're going to throw over the top of them. We're not going to run into that. Um, they, were, they were begging us to pass, and we did. And BYU did it really well. Now, uh, you know, what will Arkansas bring defensively? They have a very opportunistic defense. They've only allowed uh, a, a few points. Like BYU, it's like eight and a half and nine points allowed for both teams. It is a small number. Uh, but I trust, I trust that Aaron Roderick is going to figure it out. Because the last two years, BYU's put up 30-plus points, been explosive, been efficient. I believe that that will continue to happen. They have an experienced quarterback, in, uh, obviously, in Keaton uh, Slovis. Good to have Keanu Hill back, caught the touchdown. Will we see Cody Epps? The hope is that he's good to go. It depends on how he feels. So hopefully he feels good enough because in this game last year, Cody Epps was a baller. So too soon to say, yes, BYU is back on track. They are good to go. I don't know based on the competition. I need to see it for not just one game, but a couple of games. People, we're in dreamland if we think automatically BYU's offense is back on track after one game against Southern Utah. It, you just you need more. Yeah. Like we, we need to see more in actual games, and this is yes. a real test in Fayetteville on Saturday. We will learn some things about what Absolutely. BYU really is in the game against Arkansas. Uh, for me to say BYU's offense is back on track – I have to see. I, I don't, I'm not looking at the number of total yards that BYU is rushing for. I am more concerned about yards per rush. BYU averaged two yards per rush against Southern Utah. They still tried to run 23 times, Jerem. Like, I need more than two yards per rush on average. I need like three and a half, maybe pushing four yards per rush. Because in there, that against tells SCU me. Against or Arkansas? Against, I mean, just Anybody? In, over the course of the season. SCU, I would have liked uh, five yards carry. Sure. But, like, I'm not going to be super picky because it hasn't been great against Sam Houston. It hasn't been great against SU. But, like, to say, like, oh, they're heading in the direction of getting back on track, I'm going to need, on average, at least three and a half yards per rush. I don't care if they run eight times all game. Let's say SU loaded the box and BYU threw the ball 60 times. Fine. But the eight times you rush, give me at least three and a half yards per carry because that means somewhere in there there's probably an explosive play. And BYU just has not had explosive plays in the run game. Like, outside of L.J. Martin late in the game against Sam Houston and then a flash against Southern Utah for a the moment, there hasn't been much explosion in the run game. So, no. to be back on track, that has to happen. doesn't matter how many times they decide to rush. Just give me a yards per rush average that's three and a half going four. And on a third or fourth and short when you will predictably run, that is when a yard or two is okay if you need a yard or two. So success rate kind of factors into sure. this as well, which is what are you doing on certain downs, right? Not all downs are created equal. Now, uh, second question, this one for you. 
BYU will rush for at least 100 yards against Arkansas. Dream or reality? Right now, that feels like a dream. 112 yards against Sam Houston, 46 yards against Southern Utah. If Arkansas has any sense of logic and reason, they will look at what those two teams did against BYU to slow down their rushing attack and think, hmm, we should maybe try and do that and then take our chances with what Arkansas is going to believe is a much more skilled secondary and uh, pass defense than what Sam Houston and Southern Utah had. That is, that is the X factor for me this week. Arkansas, I believe they will stack the box. Like, they're not going to give up a ton in, in the run game, and they will challenge BYU to throw against the best pass defense they have seen to this point in the season. Like, they have a good secondary. And one of, yeah, I re, their secondary is legit. Dude. Really they're good. really good. Yeah. Okay, so this, this to me feels like a dream. I, I'm thinking that BYU is probably – Going to wind up somewhere between 60 to 85 yards rushing. BYU typically loses those games. Uh, most football teams lose those games uh, that have that number. But BYU, I mean, if BYU can get into the 150-plus range, which is not a huge number, by the way. Even most over 100 to me would and, feel great against Arkansas. Most teams not named like Washington State who just chuck it. They're trying to get 200 yards rushing in a game. Um, the fact that Arkansas has only allowed 90 in two games and has 21 TFLs. Yep. Scares the crap out of me. Granted, Western Carolina can't state, but when you look Similar at BYU's offense, it is not uh, the impressive competition. So both teams are untested here. Both defenses have fared well, but offensively, can BYU uh, put up enough points in this one? And uh, which brings us to the, the next question about the defense. All right, next statement. Is there any reality in today's conversation? We will see. Is this a realistic <laughs> statement? BYU's defense is a top 25 defense. Well, right now, yeah. After you play, after you play Technically Sam Houston speaking, Utah, yeah. Will, will it be at the end of the season? We certainly hope so. To pick your pick your stat, though, like I would, if I could pick one stat, it'd be obviously points per game or points okay. allowed uh, per possession or whatnot. Right now, BYU, and you'll hear more about this in your conversation with Max Tooley, right now, st statistically, BYU is looking great. But one sack is not good. Four interceptions is very good. Uh, one fumble recovery. It was on special teams. Hey, that's great. I like those five takeaways a lot. BYU is not creating as much havoc as I think they wanted. I was hoping they would have created a lot more havoc. Ten tackles for a loss helps. Yeah, and, and that's not a huge number through two games and against that competition. Um, so I, I do fear that BYU is not going to get the pressure on KJ Jefferson that they perhaps need. Slash, it's hard to bring that that guy down. He is a, he's a big fella. Mm -hmm. What is he? Six three two forty six, I think, or something. He might be six four. This is a big dude. So can the BYU defense give BYU uh, a chance? More on that in a moment. But top twenty five, yeah, right now. Um, now you play ten P fives in a row. I was asking at the beginning of the season. If by the end of the year BYU's defense can be like top half of college football, then they'll be oh, in 65. they'll be in great position to win at least six games and go to a bowl game. Yeah, I believe they will be a top half of college football defense, top sixty five. In, in what are you saying? Total defense, points so yards allowed. allowed. Yeah, okay. points allowed, yards allowed. Like what, when you look at whatever comprehensive metric you choose to believe is the best, whether SP that's plus. okay, Bill Connolly's SP plus or EPA allowed, right? I, I like BYU's defense right now, and I think, yeah, they're going to face some really good offenses, but even so, I think they got some players, Jerem. I think they got some guys that are opportunistic and create turnovers. Uh, while the sacks have not been there, I believe BYU is a top 65 defense at the end of the season. 
Technically speaking, yes, they're a top 25 defense. Yeah, right now, great. I believe we will see the defense against Arkansas that's going to be more like somewhere between 55 and 65. It's way better than it was last year. Like we and we still haven't seen kind of the top end. This defense has not been challenged. They this defense have a challenge gave the next two BYU's weeks. defense gave up 52 at home last year against Arkansas. And let, let us not forget, Arkansas was like on the two yard line and could have scored again if they wanted to to make it 59 to 35. It could have gone for two. They opted to, to kneel it. Kneel it out. Like, it was a sign of mercy from Sam Pittman in Arkansas. Yeah. Like, that made it even worse. Like, oh, my gosh. This is, this is embarrassing at home. Okay? Defense knows this. They, they're not going to give up 52 to Arkansas. No. No, that's not. Can it. they keep Arkansas to 24 or fewer is the real question. 24 would be nice. Okay, finally, BYU will keep it within one score or win against Arkansas. Dream or reality? Talk yeah. to me, Hans Zimmer. Rocket Sanders is not playing for Arkansas. I know, Right? And I said to our producer, Colton Potter, yesterday, to me, that fact alone takes this line from nine and a half points down closer to like six and a half or seven. I feel like he is, is that, that big of a difference maker. 15 carries, 175 yards last year against BYU, two touchdowns. Rocket Sanders not playing yes. helps BYU immensely. Yes. Immensely. Like it's worth two and a half to three points to me in the odds makers line. So I believe this is reality, Jerem. I believe this this feels like a game that's going to be a little bit like the Tennessee game. Might be a little low scoring, hard fought, ugly at times, some critical turnovers and creating some key junctures in the game. And frankly, I feel like whoever kind of has the ball last is going to win the game. Uh, like if Arkansas has the ball and they're up three, like BYU can't get it back, yeah, they can out. salt it away. Yeah. But I believe I believe the BYU will be within seven points. When all is said and done, win or lose. Love it. Okay. I, I, that's what you hope for on the road SEC against a team that took it to you at home last because year. Because of Rocket Sanders not playing. What if I told you that uh, BYU not having one Puka Nakua is the Rocket Sanders equivalent? Because last year Puka was 8, 141, and he had two scores, one rush, one pass. The fact that they see him on the Rams is good news if you're an Arkansas fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, that guy's gone. Rocket Sanders not being in the game gives BYU a much better chance, obviously, than it would have 1,400 yards last year. I mean, that's the best backfield in the SEC returning in terms of 5,000 all-purpose yards and 45 touchdowns. Like, are you kidding me? A lot of people think this is a top 25 team. I mean, the three votes out. Or, sorry, three spots out of yeah, the first Yeah, if they beat 25. BYU, maybe they get in. Um, the turnover battle is what I am staring at so hard. Arkansas under Sam Pittman, fourth year now, 14-0 when winning it. When they're even or negative, 7-17. Jay Hill in the defense Come on. can give BYU a chance in this game by being positive in the margin. Obviously, the offense has to not turn it over. They've done a great job. Just one turnover through the two games. Obviously, last year was different. It's a different defensive staff. BYU's... BYU's got a much better shot in this game than I felt like even a week ago, frankly. Not because of how the Cougars have played. Uh, well, on defense a little bit. But also because BYU's not turning it over a ton. And the fact that Rocket Sanders not playing. Uh, A.J. Green was good, but they literally relied on K.J. Jefferson to run the rock. BYU's got to play great in the secondary, and they have good corners and good safeties right now because they're probably going to have to put some pressure inside that box to spy on K.J. Jefferson. Linebacker's got to bring it in this one. How wild is it that in the four wins combined that BYU has against the SEC, three of those four wins were decided on the final play of the game? <laughs> Game-winning kick against Mississippi State in 0-1. Uh, Kyle Van Noy 
strip, sack, yep. fumble, score, yep. okay, to win at Ole Miss 14-13 in the inaugural game of Independence. Then a double overtime win against Mississippi State 28-21 in Lavelle Edger Stadium. And then the Micah Miracle followed by the, the Tyson Williams push yep. to win in double OT at Tennessee. In a, and, and your point is true. In a one-score game, they're all decided by the last play. Because if someone can score on that play, play. It's but you're right. Like the the game determining thing came. To, yeah, wild. So if BYU wins, it's on the last play. Just prepare somewhere. yourself for just <laughs> absolute uh, <laughs> mental breakdown this, moments. This is a anxiety one. stress. Hey, welcome to P5 football, man. <laughs> like every game is going to be stressful in some way. Our Jeez. question of the day: What do you feel like you know? Like if this is like reality. What is reality about BYU football through two games? At Jonathan Hoke on X says, I know BYU's defense plays a lot more aggressively compared to previous years. Mm -hmm. I know that BYU Fact. has a lot of depth at the wide receiver position. Fact. And I know that BYU has one of the best punters and gunners in the nation in Ryan Rico and Marcus McKenzie. Why is that not the elite voice of the day? Because that, that is well stated. Solid. I thought that was great. Randy Christensen on Facebook. Not a lot, really. We know BYU has potential. We still haven't seen a good sample of playing against an established FBS school or on the road. We should start to learn a lot more this week. Certainly, this is the ramp up that we kind of been hoping for, the warm up, because we always had to go hard early in season typically, and you kind of get exposed, or maybe you get a big win, right? Mm. Now BYU gets the test. This is the biggest, eh, second biggest road test of the season. Obviously, at Texas feels like the biggest right now. Uh, SEC team that put it on you last year. Let's go. BYU's got a shot in this one. They got a better shot than I thought even a couple days ago. Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. Watch BYUSN game day this Saturday. Get you ready for kickoff between BYU and Arkansas. Some really cool Arkansas content to get to know the Razorbacks. They have some amazing human interest stories as well. 5.30 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Up next, BYU linebacker Max Tooley in the BYU defense with something to prove against Arkansas. They're playing with the chip on their shoulder, Jerem. I've got a chip on my shoulder. Could you brush it off for me? This is BYU Sports Nation. You can do that yourself. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Feastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. At the line by Max Tooley. Brought down to the backfield by Max Tooley. We are live at Studio B. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You just heard the man of the moment, Max Tooley's name, called out for making some big plays in those highlights. Max is in many ways, Jerem, anchoring the linebacking core for BYU. Um, he, he's a veteran. He brings a ton of experience. And wait until you hear the lofty goals that Max, his teammates, and defensive coordinator Jay Hill have for the Cougars each game in terms of sacks and takeaways. That, as well as how the Cougars are preparing to not give up 52 this year, in my conversation with BYU linebacker Max Tooley. Max, after the weekend and after reviewing film from your second game and, and coupling that with what happened against Sam Houston, what do you feel like BYU has done to get better in two weeks of games to prepare for Arkansas? Yeah, obviously these first two weeks are a good gauge to see, you know, what we can do well, what we can do, uh, what we can improve on. Um, I think, you know, coming off of game one, we definitely uh, made improvements, um, especially as a whole team, you know, special teams, offense, defense. 
I think we, we looked more like a, f a full team effort. Um, but, yeah, I think those first two weeks were good good weeks to get that gauge and then going into Arkansas, starting these bigger, bigger games um, per se. Um, I think we know what we got on our plate. We know what we got to work on, um, where we need to improve. So I think, yeah, we're on, we're on the right track at this point. So. At this point, what would you say is like the number one thing you're hoping to improve upon and see improvements on against Arkansas? Um, I think, you know, defensively, our, one of our goals um, is to get a certain amount of sacks and turnovers combined a game. And we've come up a little short in the first two games of that. And so I think the defense is really uh, grinding this week to, you know, reach that goal, um, get more pressure on the quarterback, get more takeaways. Obviously, we've, we've had some takeaways this year. We've had good amount of interceptions so far. Um, but I think just building upon that, you know, getting getting to the quarterback. We got, we're facing a really good quarterback this week. Um, so getting in his face, you know, sacking him at times, that's going to be key in, uh, in the whole game um, and, and, the, and slowing him down, I guess. So I don't know if you're allowed to share the number of quarterback sacks and, and takeaways you want, but if you can, what, what is that number? Um, I think it varies by game, okay. but it's – it's, it's high. It's like seven or eight. Okay. So yeah, we we got we ha have high expectations for ourselves, and we know we can go out and do that thing, um, these things. Um, I think it's just a matter of executing and putting things together. So you already mentioned the athletic, big, physical quarterback that Arkansas has in KJ Jefferson. You played against him last year as a team, and Arkansas scored 52 points. So how much does that weigh in the back of your mind, thinking about what the Razorbacks did at Lavelle Edwards Stadium as you? now head to their place yeah I mean I'll, I'll, at least the guys uh, who were who were on the defense and on the team last year we all have that in uh, in the back of our heads you know we're we got that little chip on our shoulder we want to go out and prove that you know, we can take it to these guys um, we feel like we maybe got a little bit embarrassed yes or last only yesterday last <laughs> year um, so I think yeah we have, we have something to prove this year coming in and we, we think we we have the pieces necessary to do it so how different is the scheme? I know it's only been two games, but how different is the scheme that you're running right now compared to the defense you ran out against Arkansas last year? Um, yeah, it's it's a lot different. You know, I think a lot of it is just you know um, different discipline, dis disciplinary um, you know pieces to it. You know, um, everyone's more in tune with each other's assignments, and I think that that alone has helped us these first two games. And so I think that's that's another thing we're just gonna keep riding on. Um, just trusting the guy to the side of us um, that he's going to do his job and that we're going to take the plays that are going to come to us. So so based on multiple conversations I've had with your teammates and the coaching staff, giving up 16 to Southern Utah on paper, I mean, for most of us, like, that's, that's pretty good. But it felt like it was you were a little disappointed with that number. Like, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think any time uh, you're playing an FCS school or, you know, just anybody in general, um, especially when you, you go out and shut out the team the week earlier, um, I think you got high expectations. And I think we wanted to, to hold them to less points. Um, but like you said, yeah, 16 points isn't that bad. Um, there, were, there were definitely certain plays that they gashed us a little bit more than they should have. Um, but, yeah, we, ultimately we saw what we can improve on, and we're going to do that this week. So. How's your relationship and working in the linebacker core with a new face in AJ Vongpachan and an old buddy in Ben Bywater? No, yeah, it's been great. AJ's, AJ's came in and he's, you know, he's a dog. He works harder than anybody. So 
I think having him as you know another leader on the defense, another leader in the backer room, um, it's been huge for for everybody around us. You know, the younger guys especially, um, having another face to look up to, someone that practices hard. Um, yeah, and then obviously you got Ben, who's been in the program with us um, for a while. So I think yeah, playing around those guys has been great. Um, just need to put it all together now. So, well, speaking of putting it all together, how do you or let me ask you this. How has the preparation been modified for this version of the Arkansas offense? Meaning, what are they going to do that's maybe the same and a little bit different than what they did last year? Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say at this point. A lot of their guys are similar. Um, you know, their quarterback, like you mentioned earlier, he's a, he's a big freak athlete. Um, he's going to run the ball if they need to. Um, if they need to get a first down, he's going to come in and, and get that. But... Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to say what they're going to do too differently. You know, they got a new or, uh, offensive coordinator. Um, so that definitely has, you know, a lot to, to play into it. But I think, you know, they got a lot of the same pieces, and I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of similar stuff going into it. But. And how do you adequately prepare for a stadium like that? I know you've, you've played there, but some of these guys haven't been to an SEC stadium like this where it's going to be loud and it's definitely going to be hostile. So... Uh, how do you prepare and how do you get other guys that haven't been there to get ready for this? Yeah, I mean, I think it takes the guys, you know, the, the veteran guys, the older guys that have played in those um, those stadiums to get the other guys ready, you know. Um, they're obviously not going to know what to expect until they get there. Um, but I think, you know, taking each, each uh, game as, you know, the same mindset, the same challenge that we're just going to take it regardless. Um, take it to them regardless of, of who's in the crowd, you know. However many BYU fans show up, I think it's just something we always got that, that focus and that goal to just do our thing and do what we know how to do. So. All right, we'll finish with this quick hitter, and this is based on some previous interviews I've done this week and even going back to the last week's game. Isaac Rex mentioned the chemistry that he has formed with Keaton Slovis because of karaoke <laughs> has helped their relationship on the field. I asked Tyler Batty, hey, if you're going to do karaoke with one guy, who is it? And he's like, probably Caden Haas because we're going to Arkansas. I, who are you picking to go out and perform karaoke with on the team? Who am I picking? I'll probably fit, pick Fisher Jackson. <laughs> you know, we got similar music taste. Um, I think we've just been really good buddies, yeah. you know, for a long time. So I think we, we probably have some good chemistry. We're roommates in the locker room or in the hotel yeah. for away games and home games. So I think, yeah, we, we probably we probably bust some good jams out. Nice. What's the go-to song, man? Shoot. Me and him, well, we... We both like Trippy Red a lot. I don't know, not really BYU appropriate, you know. But I personally, I, I like the Lumineers. So anything okay. by the Lumineers. Lumineers. Yeah, yeah. All right, longtime Lumineers fan Max Tooley with us on BYU Sports Station. Hey, let's give you some karma for the game against Arkansas. We appreciate the time, good man. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Good man, Max Tooley. Been around for a while. Got married two months ago. Yeah. You know, it says that's brought some, you know, to some leveling to his life. Some stability for sure. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, it's always nice to have someone uh, you know, tell you that you're awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the relationship. Yeah. Look at, I mean, we look at last year, and we talked about this. Okay, 52 points given up to Arkansas. I heard they, that. They know. They're aware. They were embarrassed on their home field. Oh, yeah. No, that was one of the worst defensive performances in BYU history. Kalani has reminded really them good. and will continue to remind them. Sure. And you think Jay Hill is Apparently, not like, we're doing it, too. 
I'm going to, I'm, yeah, Jay Hill's taking this personally, even though he wasn't involved. He wasn't last even year. there. He, he wasn't even involved. Jay last will year. reference like us and we, as in last year. Like, if I was him, I would not. He has chosen to do that. Like, we BYU, whether I was here or not, we did this, right? Um, and, and if, and if it was good or bad. So certainly they've got to show up much better. No Rocket Sanders helps, but KJ Jefferson is tr- a tremendous quarterback. Five like, touchdown passes. I would argue year. he might be the toughest quarterback to bring down physically in the country. Like, not from speed, but from straight power, homie. So it's going to be interesting to see what BYU dials up. But I'm excited because Jay Hill's licking his chops at this yes. kind of opportunity to prove with this defense what they can do now against a, a legit opponent. 277 rush yards allowed last year. 277. Yeah. And they had more passing yards than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was it was a six foe day. That's not a good day, man. Oh, brutal. Roll up to Wendy's, get you a six foe foe. They've been Let's stewing go. in that. They're not happy about it. Okay, join Gregor Bell, Hans Olsen, Mitchell Jurgens, Jason Shepard, Cougar pregame live Saturday, two hours of goodness on the radio for your ears. Five thirty Eastern on BYU Radio. New York Jets head coach Robert Sala said yesterday that the Jets are Zach's team. What do we make of that? And more. After the break, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Sports Nation on social media. Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and... Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. Let's roll out today's headlines. Presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Start us off, Jerem. BYU football prepares for its first road SEC game since 2019 at Tennessee, taking on Arkansas Saturday night. BYU defensive coordinator Jay Hill says, K.J. Jefferson going to be a problem. Fact. I, I don't know if comparison's fair. He's a great player. He throws it good. He's got a good deep ball. He runs it, he's athletic, and he's hard to tackle. He's such a big body. So, I mean, we got our work cut out for us. He's a great player. Also, Ryan Rico named one of eight Ray Guy Punter of the Week nominees for the second consecutive week. And Tyler Batty named the All-State AFCA Good Works team for 2023. Nice. Headline two, Jimo Dashen, the lonely master. That is BYU women's soccer. Oh, nice. Way to bring that back. It's lonely at the top. Number one for a second consecutive week in the United Soccer Coaches Poll. BYU will host Big 12 foe, TCU, in their Big 12 opener. Huge match tomorrow night, South Field. On Espanyol. Also of note, Olivia Smith-Griffiths named the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week. She had a brace. She scored twice, and she's a defender. Yeah, no, she's legit. Her husband Kyle's legit, too. We love her. Number 12, women's volleyball. 8-1 this season, plays a second straight Pac-12 opponent, rival Utah tonight in Provo, 9 Eastern on Big 12 now on ESPN+. We will chat with outside hitter Aaron Livingston, libero Kamile Hiapo next segment. Joey Noakes of BYU Men's Cross Country named the Big 12 Runner of the Week after placing first in the men's four mile at the Autumn Classic last week. Joey's uh, dad was my uh, eighth grade history teacher, fun fact. I remember this. Uh, Women's golf finished 11th in the Sam Golden Invitational. Joey was paced by freshman Lily Denuzio, who finished tied for 22nd after posting a four under total for the 54 hole event. Ashley Hatch has been called up to the United States hey, Women's National Team for little the light. September Friendlies. Yeah, no kidding. 
They'll take on South Africa on September 21st and 24th. Hatch will report to the national team training sessions early next week. Given how much of a cluster that was, are we okay with it in the end? I still wanted her actually on the team. I wanted But once like, it went poorly, no. I was like... I, I, yeah, weirdly, I was like, see? <laughs> Should have included Ashley. But I hate it because it's the United States. Yes. But also, yeah, there are issues. And Carolina Panthers offensive lineman Brady Christensen was placed on the injured reserve this morning with a bicep injury. You don't like anyone to get an injury, but there's some street cred when it's a bicep. Like you just went too hard in the weight room or something. Hopefully Brady uh, recovers and gets back. Yeah, get better, Brady. We're thinking of you, brother. There those are today's headlines. Now let's opine in the whip. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Jets head coach Robert Sala held a press conference, backed Zach Wilson as the Jets starting quarterback for the rest of the season, saying it's Zach's team. What do you make of these comments? I think that Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett, his offensive coordinator, believe that there is no other quarterback out there that gives the Jets a better chance to win as many games as possible than Zach Wilson. And like, listen, I watched all the prognosticators yesterday and saw all of the different options. I don't disagree. There's just not a ton out there, Jerem. This is this. They're going all in on Zach because yeah. he's been around the program and he's got Aaron Rod or Aaron, Aaron Roderick, Aaron Rodgers as his quarterbacks coach. Yeah. His personal quarterbacks coach, Randall Cobb's been with Hackett and A. Rodgers. Like, the, he's got he's got hopefully, a support crew around him that will help. Hopefully, Aaron Rodgers is around. Sometimes you know you get hurt and you kind of just go away. We'll see what he does. Um, they could always use like a third or fourth rounder, trade for someone's backup and see what happens there. Certainly they believe in Zach. They believe in the improvement that he's made in camp under Aaron Rodgers. Zach certainly has to break through a space that he hasn't quite yet in decision making and explosiveness and taking care of the ball. But there's an opportunity here for Zach with an excellent defense to get something done. So hopefully Zach can do it because he's got an opportunity here. Puka Nakua was nominated for NFL Rookie of the Week for his outstanding performance last week. Ten catches, 119 yards. Will Puka finish in the top five in Offensive Rookie of the Year voting by end of the season? I, I think he probably will. Yeah. He's going to have four games with no Cooper Cup. He put up massive numbers in the first. The expectations there, how will he handle success? I think Puka Nakua is going to be the best NFL receiver from BYU ever. Um, I, I said that's possible. Um, he could pass Austin Collie. He needs some more success to do it, but Puka's ceiling super high. Like, BYU has not had a lot of Puka Nakua type guys on offense. Even when Cooper Cup returns to the lineup, if he attracts so much attention, that's just good news for Puka. Well, now, and now, if he continues, he's not gonna have 10 for 119 every week, but if he continues to draw 10, yes, it opens up that Rams offense, which I hope doesn't really happen, sure. except for Puka. Why can't Puka Nakua be the Gabe Davis to Stefan Diggs in Buffalo, right? He absolutely can. We're not asking, we're not hoping Puka's the number one for the Rams. It's not going to happen. We're hoping he's the number two. And, and if, he's certainly. And if he is the number two, like he will finish in the top five offensive rookie of the year voting. Absolutely. Cam Miller has Keaton Slovis ranked as the fifth best quarterback in the Big 12 so far. If he is a top five QB in the Big 12 the whole season, what does that mean for BYU? And BYU is going to win seven games. I think so. Yeah, if he's top five. If he's top five quarterback in the league, there's some great quarterbacks yes, in this league. Really good. Led by Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. I, I mean, Quinn's the best right now. My goodness. Like, if Keaton remains a top five quarterback in the Big 12 for the end of the season, BYU's winning seven games. Maybe more. Holy maybe, maybe they yeah. get to eight if he's top five. We love uh, good offense. That's around a these couple parts. of dream levels down in the inception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'll take like seventh or eighth. I really will. Um, top five would be tremendous. That, that's more than I oh, could man. hope for. Let's go, Keaton. Yeah. Check out the Big Stories podcast, a show dedicated to the incredible stories and tales surrounding BYU's opponents. Leon Wall has three great stories 
about the Arkansas Razorbacks this week. Check it out on the BYU radio app. Up next, we have two outstanding this volleyball portion. stars with us in Studio B. Aaron Max. Livingston and Kamile Hiapo. As hey, the 12th ranked Cougars let's prepare go. for the rivalry tonight. We're going to give him some karma next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We have moved over to the Cougar Council Room to welcome in a couple of BYU women's volleyball stars. Let's talk volleyball, baby. Aaron Livingston and Kamile Hiapo. Kamile, welcome to BYU Sports Nation officially. Thank you. <laughs> She's done this Aaron's a few been, times. Aaron's been here a million times. She knows what's up. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be here. Now, you and I were just talking during the break about just the temperature differential and the weather difference between <laughs> Tucson, Arizona, where you were at the University of Arizona before you transferred to BYU. You've upgraded in Provo. Come on. Yes, yes, for <laughs> sure. Summer is nice here. <laughs> but you're from Arizona. Like, you're used to it. Yeah. I'm used to yeah. it. I, I know what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As you look at the season overall, and we'll get to the Washington State match in, in a bit, but you're off to a fast start, Aaron. Okay. Mm -hmm. Aside from that loss, you've known nothing but winning, including that season opener against Pitt. How would you explain the beginning to the season and why things have gone so well? Yeah, I just think this start of the season has been really good for us and we know that we can play well and I think that just gives us a little bit of confidence going into play next week, conference play. And yeah, we've just started off strong and um, worked really well together. Kamile, walk us through the timeline of officially getting to BYU because it was a little later than you wanted, paperwork yes. got done. <laughs> Was it, was it just days of practice and then the season started? Days of official practice, yes. I came earlier in the summer for um, some voluntary practices, so I knew the girls. And I came on my visit earlier this year, so I think I had three days of practice, the blue and white scrimmage, and then we left. And the then pit. games. Yep. Three whole days. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the integration like been with kind of the team and the systems? Because it seemed like oh, you've yeah. done really well given, hey, three days, but... This is your fifth year. You know what you're doing, right? Yeah, I think coming in as a fifth year, um, we know that I don't have much time to train, especially with the systems and things like that. So it's been nice to be given the liberty by the coaches and the trust, especially, and by my teammates to just come in and, and do my thing. And we all work really well together. The team has been so awesome, so welcoming, so nice. And you make a couple plays, yeah. uh, that's instant credibility, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Aaron can speak to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your impression of the Smithfield House packed with fans? It was insane. Like, like a dream, literally. I told myself, I was like, okay, I can be done right now, and I'm, I'm content with my life <laughs> playing, in, playing in the Smithfield House for the first time. And it was just so awesome having a packed house. I couldn't even hear myself talk. Mm. And I hope that's how it's going to be tonight, too. And I've heard a lot of people are coming. So Absolutely, yes. Get to the Smith Fieldhouse. Um, your brother BJ played for the men's team. I know him from when he played. Yes. Did you come to BYU as a kid watching him play? Like, What's your sort of uh, relationship with BYU? Yeah, so um, all of my older siblings, I have four older siblings. They've all played vo volleyball in college. And my brother played here. I was around 11 years old. So that was my first experience to high-level college volleyball. And ever since then, I've just looked up to him. I've looked up to my siblings and... The Smithfield House environment, I still remember that when I was mm. a young child. Like, there's nothing like it. And as soon as I got the opportunity, of course, during the fifth year, 
um, BYU called me up right away. I didn't think twice about coming here. Mm. So it's right away, boom. Right away. <laughs> Aaron, you've played a lot of matches in the Smithfield House, and you've played in a lot of big matches in the Smithfield mm -hmm. House. At what point, not does it like, like, not become as special, but like, at what point do the nerves wear off? Because it can be nerve wracking. Like, if you're playing in front of those, all those fans for the first time. So, at what point are you like, I got this. I'm good, even with all the crazies around me. Yeah, honestly, I feed off of energy, and I love energy. So, being in the Smithfield House just makes me super confident and I love playing with tons of fans and tons of energy. So, so. it's the antithesis, it's like you awesome. you feel anything but nervous. <laughs> yeah, like they, they lift I you love up it. in a way that you wouldn't yes. have otherwise. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, and, and it's such a fun environment. It's going to be great tonight. Obviously, uh, Utah is an interesting team. Heather Olmstead told us in our kind of prep, I'm not going to look at the fool's gold of looking at their record, right? Yes. So what have you guys talked about with Utah? Because certainly they lost some matches that don't look like a typical Utah team but they're still a really good squad. Yeah, we've just talked about that they are a really good team. They got big girls, and so we're just going to go out, focus on us, play our game, and play to the best of our abilities. And so um, we're not super focused on them. We're focused on our side of the court, but we know they're a good team, and we're excited to play them. And when you see Utah, just, you know, you're ready, <laughs> yeah. right? And you played Utah in the Pac-12. You know <laughs> yeah. the deal. Yes, yeah. I played them. Yeah, what do you understand about the rivalry, Kamala? How can we help you? <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you need to do? <laughs> I'll take anything, anything I could get. Um, I know that it's a really big deal, and volleyball is a big deal in Utah, and that's so awesome, especially for women's sports. But I know it's a big deal, and I'm excited for it. Sure. And we know that you're rallying coming off of the first loss of the season. Again, nobody likes to kind of mire themselves in that loss, but there are lessons to be learned, and you can grow from those. So, Aaron, what was the lesson learned from the Washington State match that can help you improve for the rest of the season? Yeah, losses are always tough, but we learned that we are a good team, but there's a lot we can continue to get better at. And so it just makes us excited each day to get into practice and work that much harder and be better than we were yesterday or the last game. And I think just the little things that we could always get better at, we're going to keep practicing those. What are some of those things? Everything serving, passing, you know, just making it easy for a setter to set hittable balls and just, yeah, all the okay. little things like that. Kamile, um, has Brielle apologized for slapping you in the face? Um, <laughs> she did. That, that got put on social media, and that was hilarious. She did immensely right after it happened. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Here it is, here it is. In the moment, what was going on? But, Good job. Smack to the we face. Were, we were celebrating, and it was a big point. <laughs> I don't know. I think we just missed each other. I pulled my hands away, and it was kind of hard, actually. <laughs> but my eye is okay. I'm okay. <laughs> we, we had an incident with Aaron Bailey against UCLA where someone threw a water bottle accidentally, we think, in excitement, and it hit her on the head as she was celebrating. She said she didn't even notice until later. Oh. So just people can hit in the face. You do yeah. good stuff, you get hit in the face. And no water, like water bottles on a soccer pitch, uh, we don't like that. We certainly don't want it in a volleyball match either, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. Real Miller and, uh, yeah, accidentally. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, uh, you have 957 kills, so you're close to 1,000. That may happen this week. Um, what does is, what is, uh, kind of that 1K number mean to you, given you came to be always a walk-on and you've turned into an All-American? I mean, that number just shows me, like, Whitney's an incredible setter. She sets me up really good balls and my defense, passing, just the whole team. It's a whole team effort. And so I'm just super grateful for my teammates for helping me get to that point. Um, 
and yeah, it's amazing. If you want to do 43 tonight, that'd be great. <laughs> because you're on the road 43? Friday and Saturday. And you probably need 43 by, you know, uh, the end of the night, Friday, maybe early Saturday. So if you want to go 43, that'd be fun. Okay. Just so you know. We'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. In fact, you know, we're still going to ask you a few questions. We'll just go ahead and give you BYU Sports Nation karma right Let's now. Let's give them to you now. In that regard. Chase a thousand. Uh, okay. When you are in season and you're, and you're transitioning from non-conference to, you know, the always entertaining conference play, but this is the first time we're in, in the Big 12, like, is there a different approach, Aaron? Because, you know, it's West Coast Conference, but now it's the Big 12. So is, is, is anything different about this this year? Honestly, I would say no. We always treat every game like the biggest game on our schedule. So today that's Utah. That's sure. our biggest game. And, and um, then UVU. Last yeah. season it was all the games in the West Coast Conference. Yep. So yep. we always treat every game like the most important. So. Well, yep. good luck in the pursuit us. of uh, taking the Beehive State. Because yes. this <laughs> week is Matters. hard, man. Yeah. Utah tonight at UVU, who's a, a good team, NCAA tourney team Friday. And then Utah State is going to be packed at the Estes. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you got Heather in the whole, Rob in the whole storyline. The coaches <laughs> played for the other team. It's going to be fun. You want to understand rivalries? Play in Logan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be huge. It's going to be it's, awesome. It's going to be. If I didn't have another game I was doing sure. Saturday night, I would be out there, man. It would be so fun. <laughs> hey, thanks uh, for coming in today, you know, on a, on a match day, on a rivalry match yeah. day. Good luck tonight. We'll be watching. Thank we'll you. Thanks so much. I'm going to the game, Spence. You'll know. be there. This. You'll uh, be there. Yeah, you can watch it on ESPN Plus, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. Tonight, 9 Eastern, Utah and BYU. Cougars ranked 12. Need we say more? Um, not in that regard, but we do need to say more about how much we know the foe, Jerem. I know, I'm 0 for 2 in this. I gotta win. Up next, what do we really know about the Razorbacks and their long, illustrious history? This is BYU Sports Nation. Have you been hog hunting before? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk. Your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Yes, we are in front of the Go. big board once again for big things once again. Let's play Know the Foe Arkansas edition. I gotta bring it today. Our producer Colton Potter will ask us random trivia questions that help us and all of you get to know a little bit more about the Razorbacks. Let's go. You're 0 for 2, Jerem. Yes, I am. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> okay, so let's go, man. Let's, let's do this fast and furious. Colton, what do you have for us at number one? Okay, first question. Jerem, yes. this is for you. Arkansas is famous for its Woo Pick Suey chant. Yep. How many Woo, woo Pick Sueys are required for Ray. a properly ex executed hot call? Trace, he's going with Trace. That is correct. It is. Yeah. it is correct. You got one right. Yeah, baby. Is that the first one you've answered right? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. First of the you season. did it. Yay. <laughs> All right. Next question, Spencer. Okay. Which world championship event is held in Arkansas every year? Is it <laughs> duck calling, <laughs> toe wrestling, worm charming, this is a thing? or cherry pit spitting? Uh, Colton, it's How a, many of these are real? It's 100% real toe wrestling. Come on! Oh! <laughs> yes, I should have known this from like Duck Dynasty, right? Well, Louisiana, right? So, yeah. But it's close. <laughs> um, uh, I thought maybe Duck Dynasty, did they go to Arkansas for the duck calling? I don't know. I didn't watch it enough. Uh, yeah, right. How many of those are real? All of them. All, All of those them are, are real, real things. I've seen toe wrestling on ESPN before, like as a joke. Yes. 
Wow, straight okay. up. That's a real thing. Next. Worm charming, we don't have enough time on the show to Worm get into that. Worm charming? Okay, what is number, that? number three. Next question for Jerem. After BYU makes the 922-mile trek from yes. Provo to Fayetteville, mm -hmm. they will play a football game in 38 of the 50 states. Of the other 12 states, two feature Big 12 teams. Which two states are those? Uh, which two states featuring Big 12 teams has BYU never played in? BYU's played at Kansas State. Are you oh, saying? Man, are you saying Kansas? The state? These are the states. The state. Yes, these are the states. Okay. BYU's is... never played West Virginia. I don't think they played in Iowa. Before Ooh. that might that might be it. Oh, the combo. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I know the answer. Ooh. Oh, I gotta hurry too. Uh, no, he stole you on purpose. They've never played West in West Virginia. They've never. Oh no, they they probably played. Uh, no, they played at Iowa State. Yeah, they played at Iowa State. Okay. Uh, I'm going. Um, I'm going. None of the above. None of the above. Incorrect. Oh, it is West Virginia and Iowa. They it played West Iowa. Virginia in Maryland. They have not played in West Virginia or play, in Iowa. They, they have not played. Okay, last in question. Asia. Last question. What is the name of the Arkansas live mascot? They have six versions of the mascot. The live animal, 380-pound Russian boar. What is its name? Big Red, Sue E, oh Pork gosh. Chop, or Tusk? That's a wow. Oh man, it's definitely not Pork Chop. No. <laughs> I'm gonna go with D Tusk. Correct. It oh, is Tusk. Nice. Correct. Yes. Correct. Dude, Sue E would be the best though. Did you mess <laughs> it up? No, Sue E is the the female yes. uh, oh, like mascot. Like play mascot, like fake. Oh yes, yes, okay? yes. Dress up mascot. That's brilliant. Tusk is the live mascot. Very good. Very oh, good. great stuff, Colton. Fantastic. Did you win two one? No, it was one one. Tie there. Oh, tie. I'll take it. Yeah. That's bad. I'm not about winning. I'm about not losing. Okay, right. our elite voice of the day, presented by Pax Healthcare Limited. <laughs> How much do we really know about BYU? At Zalo Gunner on X says. You can take a weekly Keaton Slovis rushing TD to the bank, baby. Oh, that's true. Two weeks in a row. He's Let's go. He's got three total. That's I love it. <laughs> it's a thing now. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tyler Batty on the uh, you know AFCA Good Works team. That dude does it on and off the field. Well done. He can fix your car, too, if you need him to. Okay? He can do like well. He probably, he probably he really could do that. Well. Our thanks to today's guests, Max Tooley, Aaron Livingston, and Kamile Hiapo. Sorry to Dennis. We ran out of time. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Whitney Young. If you missed BYU football with Kalani Sataki or AFR, check them out on demand and watch volleyball on Jerem ESPN tonight. Yay!